and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. I'm Adam Miller, and assuming Home Secretary Pretty Patel doesn't arrange my deportation in the next half hour, I'll be hosting today's podcast. Joining me is the man who puts the jewels in, yeah, we'll probably have to edit that out of the podcast, Jules, Jules Boyle. <laughs> On today's pod, we'll be discussing what the season has in store for Ryan Christie, asking what next for Kyle Lafferty, and ending the show with a mystery segment. So, turning to Ryan Christie, he scored twice last night as Celtic put five past Numa Calju. Justifiably, much of the attention was focused on the superb free kick from Lee Griffiths, but it was Ryan Christie who ran the show from start to finish. Now, last season, as I'm sure you remember, he suffered that horrendous facial injury, but he was in great form last season prior to that, and he's now back to full fitness, and if last night is anything to go by, he could play a massive part in Celtic's bid for a ninth successive title. Jules, how important do you reckon Ryan Christie is going to be to Celtic this season? Um, absolutely crucial, I think. He, he was already last season, as you say, last season he was very impressive. Um, every game he played in, he, he was impressing and shining. Um, when Scott Brown was away, um, he was probably, Celtic probably played the best football of the season. Then obviously that injury did happen and that sort of curtailed his, his end of the season, which is a, a real shame for the lad. Pre-season, he's looked sharp. Last season was just, I mean, obviously you have to take into account who um, Calgary were. I mean, they are the Estonian champions, but I mean, you know, for what we saw last night, they're not a particularly great team, do you know what I mean? But that's not to, to denigrate anything. What you can say, though, is how good Celtic's performance was. Um, you can only play what's against you. Yep. There's been plenty of games you've watched Celtic struggle and huff and puff with teams of that level. Um, so it's, it's, it's no, there's nothing to take away from it. And it was a great team performance. There was a lot of positives all over the pitch. But particularly, as you said, Ryan Christie, it was just absolutely sensational. Every time he got the ball, um, his link-up play was exceptional. His passing was exceptional. His movement, he was getting and finding wee spaces and stuff because they were starting to try and defend deep and, and part the bus a little bit. And he was just finding space all the time. He was finding the pass. Um, his crossing was immaculate. And the cross for the first goal, the penalty was flawless. Do you know what I mean? And then that, that goal as well um, was just was proper, absolute top drawer. And he was quite unlucky not to get a hat trick before, yeah. before he was pulled as well. So, I mean, for start to finish, obviously there was focus on Griffiths and it was a big night for him and, and it went really well. But you just had to watch it and just think this was a... I think that's going to be one of those games at the end of the season. It'll be, you know, people like us will be doing feature sort of things saying, that, you know, the, the turning point in Ryan Christie's yeah. career was at this moment. Uh, not to put too much on it, but it really was a, a big moment. You think about someone like Callum McGregor, who has gone from, even if you went and searched through people's tweets if they've not deleted them from maybe about two years ago, that was a guy who, if Celtic fans saw his name in the team sheet, there'd be a lot of people moaning about that on Twitter, right? Similarly, maybe a couple of years ago, there would have been a kind of similar thing with Ryan Christie. Um, Callum McGregor is now pretty much first name on that team sheet, right? Um, but also to the extent that he ended up playing more football in the last year than pretty much anyone in the world, Callum the McGregor, world, yeah. right? So there's obviously a chance this season, and I'm not doubting Callum McGregor's fitness, but having played the ridiculous amount of football that he's played in the last 12 months, there might come a point in this season where he starts to suffer from fatigue. Is that, do you reckon, a chance for Ryan Christie to make himself pretty much the guy in this Celtic team? Um, yeah, definitely. I, th I think I think he already... Um, I don't think he even needs the chance. I, th I think already he's, he's up there and he's one of the first names in the sheet as, as it is. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean, you saw last night, it was pretty much, you know, taking aside Kieran Tierney, do you know what I mean? It was pretty much Celtic's strongest team that were out there. 
Um, obviously, as a team in flux a little bit with the new players and things like that. Um, but I think Christie's just a, a lock in now, just an absolute yeah. lock in for it. I, w- I would say he's you know more of a, a, a lock in now than say Tom Rodgick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, going on last season and going, going on current on current form, obviously Rodgick had injuries as well. But yeah, obviously if McGregor's out. That's the strength that the Celtic team have got. They've got these, this, this expansive team and, and these different things that can do different roles. Christie will do. Christie's one of those players already. You can see he will do what's required of him, um, and he'll just fit in and, and get it. He's got that creativity. He's got that drive. He's very similar to McGregor in, in, in similar ways. Do you know what I mean? But it's that guy who will make stuff happen um, and just absolutely run through walls. Uh, and that's what he's got for him. So yeah, he's 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 in there with the bricks. Yeah, so I mean, the guy's only twenty four yeah. just now, right? So he's got so much potential. Do you think that, uh, without wanting to put too much pressure on the guy's shoulders, do you think that he is a guy that ten years from now will be talked about as a Celtic legend? Again, I mean, it's it's a long time ago, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. There's no reason not to think that. Um, yeah. I think a, you know, you look at Scott Brown, um, you know. Near and end his career, definitely, and, and the world says. I mean, Celtic legends. You obviously you've got the, the the legend legends, and then you've got the sort of the legends. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, sort yeah. of thing like yeah. that. There, there is a quite a, a different jump, different scale legends. Um, as you say, he's only twenty four. He, he's, he's, I think the key thing you can see is he's improving every year. Yeah, that's really important. He's not looking good and then sort of stagnating or he's not mm-hmm. inconsistent with it he seems to have a consistency in his play that is very is very rare that you're looking at it and thinking mm, you know he's an empty jersey the night or he's having this or he's not putting a leg in or he's looking leggy or whatever he seems to have you know, partly because he is young and, he, and he's hyper fit um, but I think you can see he's got the drive and the determination and the the will to, to win and be and not just that but for himself as well to be a, to be a key part of that team so yeah I think if things go the right way for him um, I think there's absolutely no, no doubt that he's going to be a huge huge player for Celtic for years to come unless of course people come knocking which I think is very likely as well at this point well that, well that is the other potential avenue for uh, for Christie I mean obviously we've talked time and again about Kieran Tierney and his potential on-off move to Arsenal Callum McGregor's also been linked with move down south as well um, speaking on BBC Sports Sound last night the former Celtic defender John Hughes said I felt Ryan Christie was man of the match as he was last week he's making up for lost time after his horrendous injury he won Brendan Rodgers over last year and he certainly won Neil Lennon over he's one of the first names on the team sheet now he must be on the radar of big English Premier League clubs with those kind of displays so we talked about the potential of him staying at Celtic and writing his name into the club's history books and becoming a legend the alternative there is that he goes down to the English Premier League at some point. Um, if you were his advisor right now, and a big English club came in, would you uh, would you tell him to sit tight and focus on getting better in Scotland? I think so. I, I think um, it's one of these things you don't want to get too carried away. Um, I think he could do well if he went on somewhere at some point. I think it's still quite early doors for his career. Um, it's only really in the last couple of seasons that he's really really stepped up properly. Um, I think it would be a shame for him to go down. It depends where he goes, obviously, yeah. what, what sort of thing. If he's getting regular football, um, I think the level he's at at the moment is best placed at Celtic, um, getting European football, getting that pressure of you know having to win every week, having to you know achieve so much all the time, and still learning. As you say, he is young. Um, I wouldn't rule out a move from a in the future, but definitely at the moment, I think a definitely not this season. I think that would be a mistake from. 
And just while we're on Celtic just now, turning our attention briefly just to Lee Griffiths and the goal last night, obviously an absolutely superb free kick. Griffiths himself compared the moment to the goals that he scored against England. Um, what do you think, not just in terms of how good a strike it was, but also in the context of the time he's had away, the kind of cathartic celebrations when he scored, what, what do you think that goal will do for him personally? I think that's massive. I think just coming from a psychological background, um, the, the, the reinforcement of everything that he's been through and everything he's worked towards is absolutely huge especially getting in the first night I think even if he didn't score last night that would have been a huge huge landmark for him to get back to get his first competitive start back at Celtic yeah. Park back in front of the fans who are all 99.9% of them are totally willing him on mm-hmm. um, obviously you've always got that tiny percentage that just hate everything <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're everywhere yeah, I'm Just familiar with them yes you are definitely your fans <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's totally willing him on in that way of that kind of you know you know, like free Willie jumping over the wall. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> free Lee, come on Lee. Yeah. So everybody's behind him, and it, but he did, and he saw that he, he was initially like trying to claim the a uh, the first goal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, was the the commentators and Celtic TV were saying I couldn't really see it in the thing, and they said a couple of times like Lee was trying to get that blah blah, and I never I couldn't make it out, but it's according to them. But you could see he was desperate for a goal. He was desperate. He was yep. panging at everything. Yep. He was really running and putting so much effort. In. And he says himself he's not fully match fit, but he really really put the shift in. And you saw that goal, and he ran over, and he'd done his bit with the flag and stuff. But then you mm-hmm. just saw it. You're thinking, "Oh, he's going to break down here." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sheer emotion waving over him. Of you know, and you can tell it wasn't just about getting that goal. It wasn't even just about making his first start back. That was everything that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. All at the one moment in that point, and you know, it was down at his knee. It was a real, you know, a real moment, and everybody was cheering behind him, and it was there. And you've you've got to, you know, got to be pleased for the boy. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a huge huge deal. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it is the start of the next chapter of his life do you know what I mean yeah and uh, the, the, the thing was with a with with a player like Griffiths we talked about the other day on the podcast um, I think I asked you actually when we were doing the podcast the other day whether he could play with Edward now you know as a as a front two now obviously the team that they played last night Nomi Kelsey aren't necessarily the best barometer of what works and doesn't yeah. work for Celtic as you said earlier they they can only beat what's in front of them and they did that with room to spare but I think I think would you agree it'd be a kind of positive for Neil Lennon that he saw that Griffiths and Edward can play together oh definitely absolutely um, and I think last night was a, it was the perfect game to try that out uh, as you say they're not the you know they're not world beaters or something like that but again you play what you've got it was a good competitive game that they had to you know and anyway, I mean they were in control for the start they really were um, but you know, Calcio were out to make it difficult for them as best they could, and it was it was an interesting experiment to see just how this would work, how how the two would work up. But it was you know, you couldn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, you couldn't see that the link up play between all the midfield going to both of them eh, separately was was really good. I yeah. mean, the way they were both like taking different zones and, and working in and working together, um, it, they just looked dangerous up front. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think if they can get it to work properly, and it looked like last night, but again. You need a bigger test of that and see how it works. Mm-hmm. But there's, there, you know, there's potential. You know, an Edward Griffiths two up front. It does mean sacrificing someone in the midfield. Do you know what I mean? That's yep. that's more the thing I would say, or mm-hmm. or the back line or something. But something's got to give to, yep. to, to get that up yep. there. So that's a kind of, you know, why Neil Lennon gets paid to 
average bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so the presumably the less than Brendan Rogers bucks. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The, un- the unfairly maligned less bucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's a dilemma. But it's not it's not the worst dilemma for a manager to have. Do you know what I mean, it's no. like you know. Oh no! What do I do with my two great strikers? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like let's be fine. So, so yeah, I think it's it's potentially um, quite an exciting partnership um, to see coming ahead. Yep. So a good Wednesday for Celtic, not necessarily such a good Wednesday for Kyle Lafferty, uh, who yesterday had his contract at Rangers terminated by mutual consent. Now, when he arrived for a second spell at Rangers early last season. I think many people would have been surprised that it ended up this way. Stephen Gerrard yesterday said you'd need to ask Kyle the question as to why it hasn't panned out for him. We had high hopes for him because when he signed, he was in a really good place. He was the type of player that we wanted to add to our armoury. He's a big physical presence up front, but for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. We believe he had the opportunities. Kyle is a good player. We've seen him do well throughout his career. But you and I both know showing it in glimpses for Rangers isn't enough. That's the brutal truth. He goes on to compliment him as a guy. He says he's only got good words to say about him. He's a good character to have around the place. But I think the telling bit there is showing it in glimpses for Rangers isn't enough. Uh, He scored, I believe, seven goals in 37 appearances for Rangers. Now, as much as Lafferty can be a threat, those numbers aren't what is required of a forward playing for Rangers. Uh, Jules, were you surprised it didn't work out for Lafferty this time? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, look at what he was doing in Hearts um, before he came, um, and, he, and he was doing really well for Hearts, and he was scoring at the you know at the top level, he was scoring against everyone else, scored you know certainly putting away against Celtic, um, putting in good performances. He seemed to kind of have that a little bit when he first came to Rangers, and then it just tailed off. Now, I don't know why that could be. Um, obviously, there is all that um, other stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, just, just seeing a massive asterisk around other stuff. Anyway, go on. there is other stuff going on off the field, um, shall we say? Um, yeah, it's just it's a strange one. I don't think it means seven goals in thirty-seven appearances does not sound good on paper. Um, I'd be interested to see exactly how much time he's getting in these things, what these games were. That's true. You know, yeah. and what was about it? Because on, on paper, that sounds dire. Um, and he's a better player than that. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But seven and thirty-seven is not not a great re- return. Um, whether he, whether he was getting the chances or not, I think it's more the issue. And whether what opportunities he was getting, and and also how being down the pecking order affected his confidence and affected mm-hmm. what he could do when he got a chance as well. Because it's difficult if you're not if you if, you know if you're you know slightly below Jimmy Bell in the striker list you know I mean? it's like you're hardly going to be coming on the pitch going yeah I'm, I'm having this yeah. you know I mean? it's like, oh. um, so so I think that could be a factor as well because there's no doubt that he's a better player than, than that suggests so mm-hmm. yeah I think he's the type of player Kyle Lafferty like you say kind of thrives on confidence and he is a sort of emotional guy and yeah. that's why when it's going well for him he's got this kind of strut about him and a sort of arrogance uh-huh. that can endear himself to the fans of the team he's playing for and wind everyone else up yeah. you think back to the start of last season he scored the winner for Hearts against Celtic yeah. and that was around the time before they picked up all those injuries that's when Hearts were absolutely were flying, flying. Yeah. and in the end this deal seems to have harmed Hearts without massively benefiting Rangers do you think with yeah. the benefit of hindsight Lafferty might think should have just seen it out at Hearts I think I think definitely I think to be honest um, there'll probably be some folk at Hearts thinking that because obviously they were thinking it's fine we've got um, Naismith um, mm-hmm. and obviously we, we know, and he is a huge factor to that team and without him they were, they were, they were in the grubber if they were in the grubber but they had 
the Lafferty still would it have been the same? Probably not. I don't think. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't think it would. I think he laughed because he'd done very well for them when he was there. There's no reason to suggest that it would be any different. So I think, yeah, in re- it's easy to say in retrospect, but I think uh, it was a mistake for Lafferty to go to Rangers, a mistake for Rangers to sign him, and a mistake for Hearts to let him go. Um, so it's, it's not went well. <laughs> really, no, no. You know. But do you think, given Lafferty's ability? And the fact that he's probably still got a few years left of mm. his career, do you think he could go to another Scottish side, plucking a name out of thin air, Hibs, right? Let's say, let's say he went to Hibs or Aberdeen. Do you think Lafferty could be a success at a club like that? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, no, no doubt about it. Um, as you say, I mean, how old is he now? He's, he's not. I think th- maybe thirty-one. Thirty-one, yeah, yeah, early thirties, and he's clearly yeah. fit as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no, there's no reason why not. I mean, as I said. I, you know, I didn't think he couldn't be a success at Rangers that time. Just going by his, his form at Hearts, do you know what I mean, uh, you know, it's harder to score goals at Hearts than it is at Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did that well, and he, he was, you know, putting them past Celtic and, and teams like that. So there's no reason. So for him to go for Hibs or Aberdeen or somewhere like that, yeah, definitely. There's no. I think it'd be a shame for him not to get be at a club at that level. Um, yeah. He doesn't deserve to, you know, be down the ranks in any way. Do you know what I mean? Because as, as you say, he's still only early thirties, still got a lot of offers, still fit, knows where the goal is. Um, you know, he's he's one of those players that the opposing fans aren't keen on. Mm-hmm. But you know, every club should have them. Do you know what I mean? Um, but as, as long as he, he's still doing it, so it's not like he's badly lost form at Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's just what not worked out for him. It's one of these things. It's you know for various reasons it's not worked out. So I think. I think there should be a lot of teams that would be, you know, keen to, keen to get him on board. Yeah, and he sort of went even further down the peck in order last season when Defoe arrived in January. Um, Gerard has said pretty much he's not expecting any more arrivals. So Rangers, you know, let's say Morelos gets an injury, they're going to be quite thin on options as, you know, out-and-out strikers. Uh-huh. Um We've talked before in the podcast about what Jermaine Defoe can do for the side, but do you believe that let's say Morelos does pick up an injury do you think Gerard would go out in January and have to find another striker I think it would depend um, where they were at you know where they were at in the league where they were at if they were still in Europe if they were you know how desperately it was required um, obviously you, you, you know Defoe would be perfectly happy to be doing what he's doing um he could do it on, if it, yeah it's, it's difficult they're in a position where they've got the full and Morelos they're both, they're both yep. you know, quality strikers you could live without one for some a period of time um, but you would be kind of dicing with death a little bit do you know what I mean yeah. especially because Defoe isn't you know a spring chicken anymore no. um, so if Morelos gets an injury Defoe's up front his own that's all fine and then you know he falls and breaks his hip yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a cold winter yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> you know so yeah um, so we're now re- we've now reached the final stage of today's podcast, and Jules, I'm going to let you pick how we spend the next few minutes, right? So oh, I'm gonna- oh, oh, told you, I'm married. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, this was, uh, I believe, I referred to you in the intro as the man who puts the jewels in. Yeah, we'll probably have to edit that out of the podcast, Jules, Jules Boyle. Anyways, uh, I'll let you pick how we spend the next few minutes. You've got three options, right? Option right. one as we talk about Kieran Tierney to Arsenal yet again. Sorry. (laughs) Option two, this might be more exciting for you, I don't know. We talk about Ryan Kent to Rangers yet again. You forget how loud that mic is turned (laughs) up, Jules. Option three is I read you lyrics from ten songs which are either about football or at least mention it, and you see how many you can get right. 
Jules, what option are you going to go for? I am going to go for, I know it's going to be a really boring option because it's not really been, you know, it's been done to death, but I'm going for number three. Well, let's talk about talk about some music, um, even though I'm terrible with lyrics. You might be terrible with lyrics, but you are our music guy. True. Yeah. I am, um, a, I am a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a music journalist as well indeed. as a football journalist. I am indeed. So, there's songs here that are specifically about football and then there's some that just have kind of references. So we'll start out with a nice easy one. Okay. okay. Three lions on my skin. <laughs> Hear me out, right? Okay, okay. Three lions on my chest, I know we can't go wrong. Oh, it wouldn't be football's coming home by any chance with it? No, I've thrown you a curveball, Jules. What? Three li- think of someone rapping this line three right. lions on my chest I know oh, we can't God's go wrong sake. it's mm. John Barnes doing it actually quite a good rap yep so yep. so that's oh you sneak you can't throw the curveball in for the first one well that's that's a curveball in that itself you'd have been, is, yeah. you'd have been expecting it about the fifth or God, sixth questions Bamber Gascoigne wouldn't do that <laughs> that's a nice young reference yeah, for our exactly. listeners uh, so the next one and it's gonna it's got some swearing in it which I will self-censor Another day in June, we'll pick 11 for football. We're playing for our lives. The referee gives us a bleep all. Vindaloo? No. Um, I'll give you a clue. It's, yeah. uh, it's a Scottish band. Oh, it's it's not the... the, it's the is, is it the worst World Cup song of all time by any chance? No. No? No. All oh, right. okay. No, no. It's... Uh, oh, 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 Is it a primal scream in Irvin Welsh? No. God almighty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bell and Sebastian, Another Sunny Day. Oh, another right. Another day in June, we'll pick a living for football. We're playing for our lives. The referee gives us bleep all. Bit, so. bit too twee for me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stuart. <laughs> so the next one me and my mum and my dad and my gran were off to Waterloo this is going well <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard those words put together before <laughs> well I happen to know that you have right and you've just hit a blank yeah right Fat Les Vindaloo oh for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> you actually mentioned it Damn. for the last one it's because I've stole the answers you see but got them in slightly wrong order ah nice the old, the old animal house trick so, <laughs> so <laughs> the next one right English Chelsea fan this is your last game we're not Galatasaray we're Sparta FC come on music journalist Jules come on <sighs> I happen to know one, at least one guy personally who will be offended if you don't get this right. <laughs> the clue is in the last two words. Sparta yeah, FC. I know, I know. That's what I'm totally focused on, and I can't think for the life of me. I'm terrible. At English Chelsea it. fan, this is yeah. your last game. That's that is my terrible impression, but that is your clue. Right. Is it the fall? It is. I'll give, you, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one mark for that. You give up in the title? Yes. Theme from Sparta Theme FC. Theme from Sparta FC, yeah, I should okay. know. So the next one, I know you'll like this one. But if I have a dream at all, for once you won't be on that stupid plane. Grrr. <laughs> that is definitely the world's worst World Cup song. Okay, artist and song. Delimitri. Mm-hmm. Don't come home too soon. Okay. The Would you like to articulate your thoughts on Delamitri's Don't Come Home Too Soon? Just briefly, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things that's, you know, th- these songs are meant to G up. 
and they're meant to get everybody going even if they're rubbish everybody gets it going and they sing it in the pub or they sing it in the street or they sing it in the games and in that and obviously it's like a deliberately postmodern, <laughs> you know twist on it going oh we expect it to be that but, but it's like no but when it comes down it's still a miserable dirge yeah. do you know what I mean a miserable dirge from a miserable dirgers and it's just abysmal and, it, and, and, I, and I do put, put a lot of the responsibility for a horrible failure that year on that <laughs> song it's completely there um, it's just awful I've loathed it for the first day I heard it and every time I get mind of it I think it's diabolical I feel like only Scotland could write a song oh. for the World Cup that basically says we know how bad you're going to be but just try and be a little uh-huh. bit less bad try not to be so like, rubbish like and try and come home in the second week as opposed uh-huh. to the first uh-huh. 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 cheers for that do you know what I mean it's just like and it's just like you know what is the point if nobody sings it do you know what yeah. I mean it's, it's, that's, that's what those songs are about they're about not that I particularly want to sing those things mm-hmm. you know what I mean that, but that is, that is their, their, their reason for existing and I don't know, and you never know. Can you were the Tartan army standing in, uh, <laughs> on the t- on the terraces in, in France or whatever it was? You're going, no, I'm home. You know what I mean? It's hardly a thing that gets you going. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you, you do have the old maudlin song that you know, Sunshine and Leith, for example. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it's got a big chorus and it's got a you yeah, know, there's, there's there's something that gets you. There's some the, grandeur in there. Yeah, there's yeah. hand and heart, and yeah, there's yeah. you know, there's fist in there, and you know, crying through the tears mm-hmm. every year. I mean, you've got that in it, and this was just like, uh, it's yeah. like sitting in the rain, and the rain keeps putting your fag out. Do you know what I mean? And just sitting, like, <laughs> uh, uh, and that that's what it is. So yeah, cheers for that, lads. Anyways, <laughs> so not not a fan, then, Jules. Hey, no, no, no. no. Cool. okay, glad we established that. Yep. Next one is ring a ding a ding. There goes Willie on the wing. Any idea? No. Okay. No. Mind boggling. That was Easy Easy by the Scotland 1974 World Cup. Oh, for God's sake. How are you not familiar with their oeuvre? Because I was too. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me about the next one or the one after it, which was excellent. Okay. (laughs) This this next one is quite obscure, but it's it's my way of crowbarring it in and saying people should listen to it. Right, fair enough. So I won't get it, but it was worth it to get in a wee recommendation. You might do. I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. When I go see Arsenal, I reckon they can pass and all. When I go see Villa... My view is blocked by a concrete pillar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's excellent lyrics. Yeah. You've got to say it's, it's I mean, it's, using the word crowbar is really crowbar in English language in there as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nope. What's that? That is the footy song by Adam and Joe. Oh, right. Okay. That's an Adam Buxton and Joe yes. Cornish. Uh-huh. Okay. So the next one is more recent, right? Joe Jordan won with his hand. Russia was Giggs's last chance. Now, this is quite a famous artist doing this song. Right. And it's quite a recent one. Right. No. Joe, Joe Jordan won with his hand. Russia was Giggsy's last chance. Your clue for this would be if they were performing it live, there would probably some be some kind of all-caps communist slogan in the background. And it's not Gaby. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, God. So it's like Kasabian or something? Uh, nope. No, they'd have that. They'd also have. I think um, Giggsy's last chance. Giggsy's last chance. So, what chance. country is that going to be? Wales. So, is it the Manics? It is. Yeah, I'll give. I'll give you the right. point. Begrudgingly, <laughs> I'll, I'll give, give you the, the point. point. Uh, it's called "Together Stronger." Come on, Wales. Right. It's actually not a bad tune. Right. Yep. Was that well, a recent one of yours? I think that was for. Would that have been for the Euros? I think. Right. Oh, I remember them yeah. doing. Aye. Aye. Yeah. 
I um, remember dismissing it. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's come back to haunt me. It's come back to haunt me. I think I was just too bitter about the whole thing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Badil. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> so, we're going to pretend that I didn't just accidentally give away the answer for this one. <laughs> no, I didn't. Swear about it and <laughs> then have to edit it out. So, can you guess the artist mm. responsible for this next one, Jules? No more years of heart, no more need for dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think I might have got that one without mm-hmm. you giving it away. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah. Again, that's another one. I mean, obviously, obviously, we know what it is. That, that you know, that's another one. I, I, I load that song at the time. I load different to do with all the, the bozo culture of it and stuff like that mm-hmm. as well. But again, it works. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, so who is it? And what's the song? Bedil and Skinner and the Lightning Seeds. Uh, mm-hmm. Three lines. Uh, what's it face? Um, said it earlier on. Three lines. Football's coming home. Right, okay, well, Guff. I'm going to give you a half point for the song because it was another curveball. It's Three Lines 98. No, oh, no more you, lyrics. That's the, yeah, so, so the first one's 30 <laughs> Years of Heart, Never Stop Me uh-huh. Dreaming. I said, No More Years of Heart, No More Need for Dreaming. That was Three Lines uh, 98. Uh, and we're going to bring the show to a close with this thankfully. final one. And geographically, this is all over the shop, but we're Ireland lads. Ochai the new, and there's four of us and only two of you. Nah, my head's falling over completely with that. That is Anfield Rap by Liverpool FC. So, Jules, <laughs> as we round up the scores, out of 20, you have got, <laughs> if we're including song and artist, you've got three, four, five, five and a half out of 20. Five and a half out of 20. That's not too bad. Well I'll, played, I'll Jules. That. Thank well you. Played. That's all from us here at Football Scotland for today. We'll be back tomorrow before 4pm, just in time to make your daily work commute that little bit more bearable. You can get more from us at the Football Scotland website or our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter at football underscore Scott. To ask a question or make a comment to us individually, you can get me on at Old Firm Facts one and Jules on Captain underscore Howdy. Until tomorrow, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.